You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. All right, I want to ask you a question. It's a very deep question. Have you ever did something that didn't reflect who you were? Mm-hmm. That you did something and you looked and said, why did I do that? That wasn't my character. That wasn't my personality. I don't know what made me do it, but I did it. I made that decision. And then you make this decision. And then all of a sudden, you have people talk about you. And you're in a place where you feel like you can't fight back because it's the truth. Have you ever been in that place that you didn't feel like you could stand up for yourself? And not only that, but you're in a place where you even beat yourself up louder than the people outside of you. Now, I want to talk about this woman. This woman with the alabaster jar. Luke 7, 37, 39. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with the alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wipes them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who he, who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. So Father God, we just thank you so much for your grace. We thank you for your, your goodness and that despite where we're at, you see beyond our mess. So Holy Spirit, speak through me. May this be a message that encourages. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So we see this woman, she was known in the town to be the sinner. Everyone knew her gossip. Everyone knew what she was going through. And this woman, everyone was talking about. But she heard the news that Jesus was at a Pharisee's house. And this woman, she was in a position where she could either choose to live in her shame or she needed to choose to live in hope. See, when we choose to live in shame, we stay where we're at forever. And we tend to go deeper and deeper and deeper. But the moment we choose to live in hope is a moment when we say, I have to focus. I have to focus on the one who gives me hope. And so even though she was going to the Pharisee's house and she knew that when she entered into it, she was going to be judged. And she didn't have a place to defend herself because it was the truth. But you know what? She said, I'm not going to choose to live in, 
shame. I'm not going to choose to live in guilt. I'm not going to choose to live in, in depression and anxiety, but I'm going to choose to live in hope. So even though I'm going to make a fool out of myself, I'm going to focus on the one who's going to give me hope. So here, here she is. She's in the Pharisee's house. And I'm pretty sure there were tons of people crowded in that house to hear what Jesus had to say. And it didn't matter. She kept focus. And, she's, and even though there was bickering as she was walking in, who is that girl? Who is that girl? Do you know why is she here? She's that sinner. Oh, she shouldn't be here. But even as she's walking, she's walking and she's now all of a sudden at the feet of Jesus. And, I, and she's here saying, I'm going to focus on you. I hear the whispers, but I'm not going to allow them to affect me. I hear what people are saying. I know what I've done, and I can't defend myself. But you know what? I'm after hope. I'm ha after the one who can give me hope. I'm tired of the life that I'm living. So let me be at the feet of Jesus. And here she is. She's there, and she's weeping. She's crying. She's worshiping his feet. And here's a question. Are we choosing to live a life in shame? Or are we choosing to live a life in hope? See, how we live a life in hope is how we hunger for God. What you focus on becomes greater in your life. We talk about that all the time. And here's this woman. Everyone's talking about her. Everyone knows the, the things that's going on in her life but it doesn't matter. She doesn't focus on what the words of people are saying. She's focusing on the truth, and she's doing whatever she can to go after it. And she's at the, it looks like she's making a fool of herself. The people are talking, the Pharisees talking, Simon's talking, they even question her. She is so hungry, she's hungry for God. And so everyone knew what was going on. And here she is. She doesn't care. She's at the feet of Jesus. She breaks this alabaster jar. And this perfume is so expensive, it's one year's worth of wage. Can you imagine how expensive that perfume must have been? <laughs> that must have been a sacrifice for sure. But it was in her sacrifice it was in her hunger that she didn't care. She just wanted to give him the best. She, she sat there and her hair, her hair was, uh, she was crying and she was wiping Jesus' feet. And you know what the interesting thing is when I did some research? The significance of the hair when she laid her hair down, in that culture back then, it showed that, it, that when a woman had their hair down, it was immodest. But she didn't care. All she cared about was, I need to focus on Jesus. I'll do whatever it takes. I need to find my hope. She was so hungry. And all, she, was, she was in a position where she had to say, I'm going to focus on him because I'm coming out of my shame. Because I'm coming out of my guilt. Because I'm coming out of my despair, the depression, the anxiety, the things that have been holding me down, I'm coming out. I just need to be with the one, the Jesus, that's going to help me to get out of it so that I can come into hope, that I can come into a, a life filled with joy and happiness. 
but that only comes when we focus on the right things and when we focus on who Jesus is. And in this position, she's in a place of humility. Her humility before God. This woman was known as a public sinner. And you know what? She was a public sinner and she probably felt like she was not worthy. She probably had that feeling. I don't know about you, but have you ever done something and you just knew you were not worthy? You just had this insecurities. You had this shame that you were going through. And so here she is. She's feeling unworthy. But she knew that she was hungry. And with her humble heart, she didn't care what, what other people said. All she knew is where God can make, with her humble heart, is where God can make everything beautiful, beautiful, and beautiful and extraordinary in her life with his power. But it takes a humble heart. So here's a great example. If we look at the clay, we see a clay. If Can we mold a hard clay that's already hardened? There's no way. You can't. There's no way. You have to break it. You have to smash it. And you have to do make it soft again. <laughs> and it's like the resemblance of a heart. See, it, God can't use us if our heart is hardened. But Jesus saw her heart was softened. So just like the clay, if we have a soft heart, that's when the God can mold us. That's when he can shape us into exactly where we need to be. It's it's where the hearts, where God can use us. He doesn't look at what we're struggling with now or in our past, but he sees beyond that. He sees the heart. And I think a great example is Saul. Saul was a man who killed, killed tons of Christians. He, he, what he did was he went out and killed Christians. He was a radical. He was just on fire for, uh, for Yahweh. And the thing is, even though he did something so bad, I felt like God knew his heart. God knew that he was doing it because he loved God. And so God had to give him a revelation to change his heart. And then he became radical, radical for Christ when he knew when he knew um, the truth. And so I feel like, just like in that example, like Paul, his heart was so hungry for God, even though it was directed in the wrong place. But God saw that and said, I can use you. So therefore, even though I'm not, I don't approve of, of the action, I still see your heart beyond the negative action. So let me, let me change it and let's see and I can use you with the truth because I know you're going to make a big impact. And Paul has done amazing things for Christ when he found out what the truth was. And I, again, I truly believe Jesus, God looks at our heart. He doesn't look at our actions. And it says here that um, later that Simon couldn't believe Jesus was accepting this lady's behavior from this, the, from her, this sinful lady. But see, the thing is, when she was at the feet, even though everyone knew how sinful she was, they, it didn't matter. Jesus saw beyond her sinful ways. He saw her heart. Here's the thing. Jesus sees you for you. He doesn't see our actions. He sees 
beyond that, he sees what's really internal inside of you. And so when Jesus, Jesus is always looking for a humble heart. He wants to use people that seem unequipped, but people that have the heart, the humble heart, to be molded. And in our humble hearts, in humility, it brings forth thankfulness. See, there's happiness in thankfulness for God. You know, many people don't deserve to be forgiven, but when we experience the grace of God, all we can do is show thankfulness. Even though she didn't deserve she didn't deserve the forgiveness. Even though she didn't deserve where she was at, she still praised him. In Luke 7, 40 through 48, it says, Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii, and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he forgave the debts of both. Now which of them will, will he love more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, as her great love has shown, but whoever has, whoever has been forgiven little loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. And you know what I've learned? The deeper someone gets, the more heartaches, the more away from the Lord or, or the pain that they've gone. But when they find who Jesus is, their praise is so much greater. I mean, you can tell someone where they've gone because of the praise. When you praise the Lord and you remember the things that you have gone through, I can, I can tell you've gone through something and there's nothing more radical but than saying, I remember what I was last year. I remember what, how I was 10 years ago. And when you remember that, your praise is so much more deeper. It's so much more powerful. I remember in my darkest moments, my darkest moments, I either had the choice to be in a position of staying where I was, but then being able to push through with praise and starting to remember all the things that God has done I was so radical for just, just praising Him. 
And what I've, what I've realized is that when we begin to be thankful and we begin to remember everything that Christ has done for us, you know what happens? Faith begins to increase. Things have to shift in our life. Our future becomes brighter. When we begin to be in a place of thankfulness, healing begins to be in our lives. Deliverance begins to happen. Hope is restored. Miracles happen when we begin to say thank you. I remember I had someone come up to me and said, I'm in a place, in a position where I have no hope. I said, you don't have any hope? I said, start being thankful. Start being thankful. And this individual said, I don't have strength to be thankful. I can't think of anything. And I said, it's okay. Because I'm going to, on your behalf, start thanking for all the things that has happened in the past, that's happening now, and for your future. And you can be thankful for anything. And I said, I said, you know what, I'm so grateful for this person's life because that person is still alive. That God hasn't forgiven, that God hasn't forgotten you and he has a great plan for you. I'm grateful that you're still breathing because God is not done with you. I'm grateful that you have hands and feet that you can see because not everyone has that. I'm grateful, I'm so thankful that what happened that was trying to be here to destroy you you're still walking and you're still alive. I thank you, God. And, and after that, the person started just crying and said, I needed that. I needed that. I'm telling you, if there's a place in your life where you feel like you need healing, where you feel like you need deliverance, where you feel hopeless, this is a place of saying thank you. I remember... It's easy to forget what God has done in our lives. It is so easy. But when we start thanking Him, and we start remembering all the things He's done in our life, wow, faith begins to be restored. Our mindsets begin to shift. And deliverance can happen. But it's a power of saying thank you. So every head bowed, every eye closed, and um, first, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ into your heart, um, I always, uh, Jesus is the best thing that has ever happened to me. And so if you felt a tug in your heart, and you're like, I'm ready to accept into my heart, just repeat this after me and say, thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for my sins. I thank you for your unconditional love and for not forgetting me. I declare heaven is my home and God is my Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. And right now, I want to pray for every person here. I want to pray for every person that um, is going through something. You know, I as before I came up, I just felt this really heavy sorrow over someone's heart. And I believe that 
I want to pray for that person. I don't know who it is, but just in general. There's like this weight, this weight of sadness. And if you're going through something um, emotionally or mentally or spiritually, I'm just going to pray for everyone. So, Father God, I thank you so much that you're a God of a healer, that you're going to heal our hearts, that you're going to heal our minds, that you're going to heal our wounds. God, you, your word says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And so, Father God, I thank you for that word, that you won't give us more than we can handle, but you already pre prepared the way, prepare the, you've already prepared everything, ordained everything for us. And, there, and I just pray for this person, I pray for every person here that's struggling, that as we begin to change, that we just begin to have our breakthrough by th remembering the things that we, you have helped us to overcome. So Lord, we just declare freedom over our minds, freedom over our hearts, and we declare joy. That joy will begin to enter in our hearts. Thank you so much. Thank you for what you're about to do in everyone's life and for the future that's ahead. We give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.